This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Husker 24-7 podcast. I'm Brian Christofferson. I'm joined by Michael Brunt. And uh, the portal is popping for Nebraska. Um, not just additions, but additions from some uh, some blue blood programs here in the last couple of days. As uh, we're going to go through the commitments to Nebraska, Stefan Wynn, uh, the defensive lineman uh, from Alabama, interior guy. So that's going to help out a lot. We'll get into that. And then uh, Marcus Washington, wide receiver out of Texas, originally from the St. Louis area. Uh, once was a four-star recruit, uh, same with Wynn. So uh, these were big-time prospects, kind of looking to probably bolster their activity in a new location. Let's start with Wynn, Bruns. Uh, that one happened on Sunday. There had been sort of a lot of speculation in the wind about uh, if he was going to pick the Huskers and uh, definitely had some options on the table. Uh, what's your first thoughts about just what he brings to the defensive line room and how he changes that dynamic? As you think about what Nebraska's done, they've added O'Shawn Mathis, Devin Drew, and now Win all since April 30th. So that's a that's a pretty good tote in a s- small amount of time. Yeah, well, and, and you're getting guys that have kind of been through the the, the grind of a of a Power Five season. I mean, this is a guy that you know. Played his entire career at Alabama, like you said, was a former top 100 recruit. He was at IMG Academy. I mean, he's been around winning programs his entire career. And, you know, I, I think the addition the, the, the addition of O'Shawn Mathis was kind of the big splash. But I think the Devin Drew addition and I think the win addition are, are huge for a couple of reasons. I think it gives you guys that can go in there, give you snaps, and have the the types of bodies that at the positions they're going to be asked to play, I think can stand up in the Big Ten. And you know, with, with Win, it's a little bit of a smaller sample size from how many snaps he got at Alabama. But you know, I I just think if you can get him in a rotation, you, you've got Nash Hutmacher there who you feel good about as a young guy in the program. Ty Robinson can give you some interior um, snaps if needed too. So that picture looks a lot better. And, and, you know, I, I think we've been kind of beating the horse for months that defensive line was the biggest concern on that roster. And I think Nebraska has done a pretty good job of not only addressing those needs, but being pretty efficient in finding the guys that they wanted and getting them in the boat um, before the start of summer here. Yeah. And Stefan Wynn has a lot to get out of this too, obviously. Um, he didn't play a ton at Alabama. Um, so, I mean, you, to be fair to this, there's a little bit of an unknown component, but you're also kind of banking on the fact that we all know Alabama is just loaded, uh, with, with NFL type guys and perhaps a reserve guy, even if you only play in five or six games or whatever it is, um, a season there, 
uh, you're a somebody. I mean, you, he, if you look at him, I mean, he looks like a 35 year old man and, uh, he, uh, he's definitely, I talked to him briefly on Sunday night. He's coming, um, for business. Um, and he mentioned that specifically and obviously some freshmen who arrived, who arrive are very dialed in. Um, but I understood his point. He's saying some of those freshmen, you're kind of getting used to college life and it's, uh, you know, that's a new experience and you're sort of, uh, distracted by all the shiny objects of what college is. And uh, he's d- been there, done that, and he wants to make it to the NFL and um, or at least make his case. And he's coming here to show that he can do that and play a lot of snaps and focus uh, purely on football and not be distracted by things. So I got the impression he's going to be a pretty good locker room fit too, just a veteran guy who wants to kind of uh, – show others, you know, what, uh, what it takes as someone who's been part of a winning program at Alabama. And I do think that's worth something, you know, he's a guy who's not used to uh, losing. He even brought up the fact, Hey, I lost my last game, you know, in the national championship to Georgia and that kind of sticks in his craw a bit. So you like that sort of mindset kind of uh, filtering in your locker room. Well, and, and just, you know, the, the practice reps, you know, that, that he was able to get against, pretty damn good offensive line play in, in practice at Alabama. I think there's something to be said for that too. And, you know, I, I think the advantage of, of the portal too, I mean, you, you hit on how, you know, freshman, there's an adjustment to everything outside of football, but I mean, even, you know, those first couple of weeks of fall camp when you're a 18 year old kid or even a, a Juco transfer, I mean, there's a, there's a step up there that you have to kind of, see if you can handle those first few weeks and for a guy like Stefan Wynn he's been through it and you know that there's not I don't think there's going to be too many surprises for him for what he's going to find when he gets into fall camp and starts getting in that mix to to be in the rotation along the defensive line I really think Nebraska did as well you know from a surface level view as they could with the portal and the defensive lineman here in the last month. I mean, obviously O'Shawn Mathis was one of maybe the most coveted guy and has a record of, of being a guy who can get to the quarterback and all that. But Devin drew uh, played quite a bit of snaps at Texas tech. And we've been over this before, but he's a guy who feels like he's going to fit better in Nebraska's scheme. Uh, as it seems like Nebraska's going to more of a four man front and they think that's going to do well for him. The fact that they're able to get Win and Devin Drew, though, Bruns, I mean, you've got two grown men, 22-year-old type guys um, that you're immediately plugging in. And um, I actually, you know, you'd have to say it's at least a standoff or it looks better than it maybe did a month ago on the D-line. You know, when Casey Rogers went into the portal, there was angst for good reason. And obviously DeAndre Thomas not coming back was a concern and, you know, Damian Daniels, all that stuff. Um, Now all of a sudden I think the conversation shifts to uh, where it was about all the concern. Now it's like, Oh, this is interesting. And there's like an excitement and people got to bounce on their step. And I'm sure Mike Dawson does about, I actually have some veterans who uh, I can work with here and they're not going to be starting in chapter one, as you were kind of getting at. I I feel like, I mean, the, the discussion after the win commitment, and, and we can have it right now if you want, I'll ask you, do you think that Nebraska, at least, I mean, there's a lot of unknowns, like you said. I mean, the, how these guys acclimate, you know, we don't really know where, where things sit, but do you think that Nebraska 
is better or at the same level of where they were last year with when you consider the losses of Jordan Riley, DeAndre Thomas, Damian Daniels, um, and Casey Rogers. I think they're better from the I, – I fired my pen to get my dogs to stop wrestling. That's live <laughs> podcasting for you. Now they're going to eat the pen. Um, I think they're better – I was paying attention, though, to what you said. I, I, I was I was going to see if you're going to go through the whole answer and just like nothing happened, but <laughs> no edge rusher. I definitely think they're uh, it looks a lot better to me. I really love that position almost most of all in this roster now with O'Shawn Mathis, Garrett Nelson, Caleb Tanner. I know that they'll sprinkle them out in different ways, but I I like what that looks like on the interior. To your question, I'm not ready to say they're going to be better necessarily. Um, I think that's the popular thing to do, right? You know, and they live in the moment and be like, oh, they're automatically better because they got this guy from Alabama. Well, he, as I said, he hasn't played a ton of snaps. Um, and I, I really like the pickup, but you want to see what he can do. And I thought Damian Daniels was that like reliable last year. Like he was that good to me where he was, he had taken his game to the next level. And uh, I mean, just ask like, you know, Reimer and Henrich about that like they were feeding off of sort of what he was doing in front of them so I I think there's opportunity to be as good and maybe take a step up there I really think this is going to help Ty Robinson like I I mean you saw him at the end of spring that was a beaten down guy because he I mean he just (laughs) (laughs) it's like he had you know run a hundred the stadium steps a hundred times in a row after that spring, you know, how, how much uh, activity they log. And he was kind of hopeful. You could tell they were going to go get some help. And, you know, a player like him who we're all hoping kind of makes that next big move. Uh, it helps when you got a 310 pound guy like win next to you and he's taking attention. And obviously Mathis is going to have uh, everybody's uh, uh, target on him. And uh, that's going to open up stuff. For, for Ty. So he's a guy I think specifically this can help. And I also think it helps Nash and the other guys. I know Nash is chomping at the bit to play, and this doesn't mean he's not going to. I think he will play, but this gives a little bit of breathing room for some of those young freshmen. We talk about like Marquise Black and um, Jalen Weaver. Um, I'm, I'm leaving one out. You can come up with it for me. Ruquan Buckley. Yeah, Ruquan. Ruquan probably could have been mentioned at the front of that list. But this gives them time to, I think, develop one more year without, like, all the pressure on their back. So that's a good thing. Yeah. No, I, and, and for a guy like Hutmacher, too, I mean, it's it's a little bit of load management in some ways. I mean, you know, you're in there, let's say, you know, four consecutive snaps maybe versus having to do eight or, you know, eight or 10, just based on the lack of. <laughs> was that, was that the pen? Um, you know, so it, it, it is an interesting commitment when we can transition to, to, to the other news that came out of the portal um, on Monday. And, and that's the commitment of a famous, a, a familiar face to Nebraska fans, people that follow recruiting Marcus Washington wide receiver from Texas, originally from St. Louis, committed to Nebraska, visited officially this past weekend. Um, obviously, you know, familiar with, with Casey Thompson uh, from their time at Texas. And, you know, I, I think, you know, with what he brings to the table is a, a guy that's kind of, again, been through the, the Power Five 
um, competition. He knows, you know, what's expected in a, a an offense that ne- like Nebraska is going to run. And, and, you know, he's, he's played big time football. So maybe not a guy that, you know, immediately slides into the starting rotation, but or starting lineup. But I, I think he's a guy that, you know, adds some athleticism and some more talent to that room um, to, to kind of give you some more options in this new offense. Yeah, I mean, the familiarity with Casey Thompson is really um, a useful thing. And just a guy who's played Power 5 football. I mean, I think that's that's going to benefit him. And he's a guy who should have a chip on his shoulder. He's got a okay resume, but you wouldn't say, like, he's arrived by any means. So this will be a big opportunity for him. And, you know, Mickey Joseph's not going to hand over anything to those guys. I mean, it just because a guy's coming in like that, you know, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, he's got a lot to prove this summer and fall. Marcus Washington does. So does Trey Palmer still. So I think they've got a decent rotation now of six guys maybe you believe in. Uh, Alante Brown having a big spring helps. And then you hope Oliver Martin's healthy. Like I think if Oliver's healthy, that improves the room a ton. And obviously, Omar, the same thing. So you've got all these guys where you're kind of looking at, like, it, it. you can see the picture and how it can look good, but you don't want to completely jump into that that pond where it's like, this is, they definitely got this figured out. So they're going to need a good summer, and they're going to need a lot of work with those QBs. And I think Nebraska also needs to pick its starting QB pretty quickly in the camp. I think we all know it's going to be Casey. But I sort of think they need to move that conversation forward fast into fall camp. And this is your guy. He's getting all the number one reps and really build that chemistry as much as they can. Yeah. No, and it's I, – I think, too, you know, the both of these positions were two, two spots that really needed to be overhauled after last season and lost, you know, who you lose and – you know, guys that were just ineffective too. And, you know, I, I think what Nebraska has done, and I think this is really all you can kind of, you know, ask out of the transfer portal and, and it, except in rare cases, I guess, if you get a huge quarterback transfer or, you know, a kind of a big ticket guy, like, like an O'Shawn Mathis, I think you, all you're doing is trying to find guys that have some production in their background. You take as much as you can possibly get, obviously, but you know, you, you want guys that you can plug in and hope that, you know, change of offense, change of location, change of conference, something, you know, with those things being different allows them to get closer to that ceiling of what they have. And I, I think, you know, Washington's kind of that guy where it seems like he's got the type of body that, you know, would, would play well in the Big Ten. I think he's also like 6'2", 195, something like that. And if you look at his numbers, they're pretty comparable to what Xavier Betts um, gave Nebraska last year. So, you know, that 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 finding a, a replacement for that production and that potential, I think, is also kind of what he brings to the table. Well, you'd have to say Nebraska has uh, definitely made it an interesting offseason. There's a ton of portal ads. I think it's up to 14 now, 15. And, um, you know, there, there's guys if, – if if like eight or nine of those guys hit, it can definitely change the direction of things. Um, and so all in all, uh, kind of an optimistic 
probably weak around Husker football. They had some big recruits. We'll get into that more uh, in a podcast this week. Uh, anything else to add on the on the portal front, Bruns, or you think you got it covered? I, I think we got it covered. It, I mean, it's uh, you know, it, it's funny. Uh, all in on this, when you kind of go back to last summer and the conversation about the portal and whether it's good or bad, and and on that Big Red Road trip or Big Red Blitz or whatever they call it now. You know, Scott Frost seemed very, um, not, I don't know if hesitant is the right word, but there, there didn't seem to be like a full full uh, dive into the portal as an option for, for what Nebraska can do. And I, I think that change in the fall was a needed one, um, just based on kind of where they've needed to add talent and what they've done. I mean, you have to give Nebraska credit for, um, you know, restacking the deck a little bit. We'll see if it pays off in the fall, but, you know, from from where we sit now on May 23rd, Nebraska's given itself at least a chance to hit on some of these playmakers looking for a new spot. Yeah, I think Nebraska in the latest portal rankings was right on the cusp of the top 10. And maybe this is homeristic of me, whatever. I kind of I kind of feel like they've they've done some work that's underappreciated a little bit. Like I I, I think they've uh I think they've hit the portal probably about as well as anybody in the country, but that has to be proven. So, uh, but just knowing, I say that just knowing like where their weak spots were and exactly sort of how they targeted those. And that's the advantage of, you know, covering a team up close. And it feels like they did a pretty good job about addressing all those things. The only thing maybe is if you had one more, you know, offensive tackle or something like that, um, you know, when you when you don't know exactly Teddy Prohaska, if he's going to come back completely, uh, you know, in the time frame you want or whatever. I know he's hopeful he's going to be back for fall camp and all that. But other than that, I would say they check most of the boxes, as we like to say. So uh, it was a good couple days for the Huskers in the portal. Uh, we'll, we have all that on our site, Husker 24-7. Uh, certainly come there, read it. We'll have more podcasts this week. Uh, thanks for listening. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game full speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.